0: Hi, and welcome to Let's Be Friends with Tori Segner. I'm your host, Tori, and I'm so glad you're here. In this podcast, my friends and I discuss the importance of strong community and how to establish and navigate it in our adult lives. We kick back, relax, and I pick their brains about their experiences with community in some pretty unique and interesting seasons of life. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Today I'm here with two of my very good friends, a couple single ladies, if you will. This is Kirsten. Hey. And this is Taylor. Hi. So we're all here together today and we're going to talk about community and singleness, um, the challenges that that brings, the advantages that that brings, and just how singleness impacts your ability to build community or strengthen your community, all of that good stuff. So, as always, I'm going to start off with two fun facts. I just have one for each of you guys.
1: I can't um, wait. <laughs> I know, I'm very curious what you've come up with. <laughs> uh,
0: so, I'll start with Kirsten's. So, my fun fact for Kirsten is that she is more excited about my new house than I am. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah,
2: she uh, even brought it up as soon as she came over. <laughs> today you <laughs> mapped out how long it would take you to walk from my house to your house the second you found out you were like interested in your new house.
0: yeah exactly um I think she like drives by it frequently <laughs> yeah at least three times now she thinks about it frequently <laughs> um but really like as soon as we went under contract she googled what our house would look like in the summer like to oh ass- to assess the foliage situation.
2: She's great. She's <laughs>
0: thorough.
2: Uh, so. And and we're going to be living like four or five blocks away from each other. So it's yes. very special.
0: Yes, it's going to be really we're really fine. Almost neighbors. So, in in all reality though, I've told you this, but it makes me feel so loved. Good. As soon as we went under contract, she was just like, like I said, looking at those pictures, driving by. She was like, I'm so excited for you. And I was like, this makes me just feel so loved. (laughs) But that's who Kirsten is. She just gets excited about her friends' lives and accomplishments. And she's great. (laughs) She's a party. But yeah, she's she's excited to come see it. She's asked to see it multiple times. And we finally are moving um, in a few days. And she'll get to see it. It's about time. <laughs> She'll get to hang out in her <laughs> new backyard. <laughs> so that's Keeks. We've known each other for as long as I've been here in Denver, and we've grown a pretty fun mm-hmm. friendship. Yep. And so, Taylor. Yes. Your fun fact is, um, I don't even think you will know that I know this about oh you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. So that may sound a little scary or, you know, creepy. I kind of love it, though. (laughs) uh, Yeah, that's just who I am. I'm not afraid to uh, share things that I've dug up. But really, um, our friend Anna was talking about this one day, and Mm -hmm. it stuck around as something that, like, is just really funny about you. Anyway, (laughs) so Taylor has... An incredible like double scream whenever she gets scared. Oh yeah, <laughs> I've seen videos that. of it. You yeah, haven't seen? okay, so there's you you'll of
1: know it. when she explains it.
0: Okay. It's pretty funny. So it's basically anytime you scare Taylor, she screams like hysterically, not once but twice, and it's like so true. It's like like it hits in waves.
1: No, it's, <laughs> like, it's like I scare myself. So I oh. first get scared, and like if Tori were to scare me and then I would hear my scream and <laughs> scream again probably even louder. And and it's true it's every single time I get scared a lot in my workplace. Yeah, that's yeah. What that's I've seen. why
0: yeah, yeah. scene. Um. Yeah, she'll be coming around a corner with a poor, sweet little cup of coffee in her hand. Yeah. And someone will scare the bejesus out of her. <laughs> and the coffee display. She screams once and then it's like, I don't know, half a second. Ah! It's, ah! <laughs> but I won't like imitate the screams because that would just really be really like obnoxious. Um, yeah, because
1: it's a loud scream. I mean, unless she wants to demonstrate it. Which uh, you... Probably not. But I'm glad, you, and I'm glad you don't have a recording of it to play either. I was hoping you
0: did. Maybe I'll find one and an upload attitude. it to Instagram
1: yeah. afterwards. Oh well, yeah.
0: It'll make them. nobody
1: want to listen to my voice. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good fact, yeah. Well,
0: good, yeah. I was gonna say too, like you're you're great at building playlists. We call that her, is true. Yeah, yeah. We call her DJ Tay. Yeah. Especially wow. when we're working out, there's there's some really good stuff on the workout playlist. Oh, thank you, you know, thank
1: it's lots you. Of fun. I do, I do take. Not pride, but special special joy in making playlists. It's like Pinterest for music for me. So yeah, I love that. It's it.
0: not like a good. It's not a skill that I have that I'm strong in because I simply just don't know how to find music oh, very yeah. well. So I'll have to pick your brain about that. Sure. But um, Denver. I just almost called you Denver.
2: <laughs> Anyways, Denver.
1: <laughs> Denver, Denver I also be
0: single. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Taylor, when did you move to Denver? I moved to Denver almost three years ago now. Oh. August 2018. Okay. When did we meet? I mean, probably not until... We probably didn't meet me until 2020. Yeah. Do you think? Because I don't feel like
0: we've known each other for like three years. Yeah.
1: No. Okay. Even, yeah.
0: So Taylor and I's friendship hasn't been around as long as Kirsten and I's friendship. But it's been pretty fun as well. Yeah. It, We've I, really hit it off.
1: I, I think so. She
0: was my last margarita before I got pregnant, so.
1: It's just an honor. I'll, I'll hold the honor. It really is. <laughs> yeah. it,
0: you should. <laughs> Margaritas mean a lot to me,
2: Yeah.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so that's them. I'm super excited to have you guys here today and excited about the perspective that you'll bring and all that good stuff. So we'll just go ahead and get right into it. Um, Kirsten, will you just tell me about your relationship status and how you feel about that at the present time?
2: Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm single. Um, I've dated a little bit on and off since I moved to Denver in uh, 2015 took me so I to think about that um today I feel great about it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the last three or four months I have felt pretty good about it just because I feel like I've had a lot of factors in my life that have been changing and dating honestly is a really stressful thing it's like mm-hmm. trying to get to know somebody new so especially the first dates with people are always a little mm-hmm. bit It's really vulnerable and kind of awkward and it's a lot of get to know you questions, you know? And so Mm -hmm. I'm not currently in a place where I'm interested in doing that. Yeah. Does it just (laughs) sound like bothersome? Honestly, it It sounds sounds like a hassle. Yeah. A little bit. It's like that sounds kind of like a waste of my time yeah so. <laughs> very fair but there's also days where I don't feel like that there's days where I wish I could like jump forward you know into like the mm-hmm. sixth or seventh date where it's fun mm-hmm. and it's a little bit more natural and it's like this is a person I want to be spending my time with um or there's days like I just moved into a new house where I'm like man being married would be convenient mm-hmm. you know for the sake of like having somebody at home for when the painter gets there or the garage door needs replaced or, you know, those things. Convenience factor. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so it seems ideal in that sense, but yeah, I feel good about being single right now, but that's not always the case. Very fair.
0: I think yeah. that's a good, good perspective to share, just that it comes in waves and right now you're in a good wave. Yeah. I feel I mean, like you've also been through a lot of just busyness your own and yeah. you're doing some self-discovery and things in this yes, current season true. of life. So that all makes sense with kind of what you're going through.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Taylor, how about you? Um, I currently am in a relationship, even though I'm on a singleness podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, am I still allowed to come on this? Single
2: and not married. Single
1: as in not married, and I've spent the majority of my adult life single. And yes. so I feel like I can speak way more to that than... Yeah, in our relationship. But you
0: have built a lot of community before you started dating. Yeah, absolutely. Dude.
1: Absolutely. Um, this but guy. <laughs> this guy. This guy. <laughs> um, but things are great and our relationship's going really well. Yeah. It's fun. It's it's not new, but it's a new new territory for me. A yeah. territory all mm-hmm. of it, so. That's it's great. I feel good about it and um I felt like I really got my single life down like I knew how to function in it and I right. knew my how to have community and I knew how to do that and so now it's trying to figure out how do I date somebody well and in community well but I'm not married and so I'm kind of right in, in between a little bit so yeah well yeah. your perspective is going to be
0: super interesting then because you mm-hmm. can speak to kind of how you figured it out when you were more truly single mm-hmm. and now the changes that you're experiencing and how you're navigating it as you're not married. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I love that. That'll be really good to kind of talk about. Um, So y'all have two very different personalities. Um, I would say, would you both consider yourself extroverts
2: though?
1: Not me no no okay I think I come off extroverted you do but
2: yeah <laughs> you're very social and <laughs> easy to talk to uh, uh-huh. um
1: it's true yeah I think most people are surprised that I'm introverted but yeah I refer it to myself one time I took Myers-Briggs test and it just described me as extroverted introvert
2: oh it's so, one of those things yeah I
1: come off as extroverted but I gain energy by being alone okay yeah gotcha
2: I'm an extrovert. Let's just (laughs) call that (laughs) one. No further explanation (laughs) needed. Um,
0: Well, good. We've got an introvert and extrovert here. Perfect.
2: Um, I'm
0: just interested to hear what each of your experiences have been with building your communities as single ladies, you know, with these different types of personalities so what would you say has been challenging um what do you what kind of advantages do you think
2: singleness has given you Mm -hmm. um with the personality that you've been given Mm -hmm. um I feel like building community has really never been like something that I would say I've struggled in I feel like relationships come pretty naturally to me I think I like I'm pretty good at question asking which is I think what most people want in community is just to be asked questions and heard Mm -hmm. and I I think that that comes pretty naturally to me um I think there's challenges to it in that um it does take a lot of like you're kind of doing it on well you are doing it on your own when you're single and so it takes a lot of initiative and willingness to just ask people do you want to go get coffee do you Mm -hmm. want to go get dinner do you want to go get a drink um a lot of initiating but I think there's some really cool advantages to it and I think I'll probably allude to this a lot because it's been one of my like primary experiences as being single Mm -hmm. is that single people have a really unique opportunity with the abundance of time that we have to really mm-hmm. care for people in community who are yeah. in different seasons than us. Very true. And so, um, that's one of the things that I feel like I've taken away throughout my years of being single, you know, and I'm I'm pushing twenty eight, turning twenty eight in August. So I consider my single years being from, like, when I graduated college, because college is so different in my life. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. So, like, post-grad to current, so six years now. And um, a lot of my friends have gotten married, had their first kid, had their second kid, and I've got some friends that are expecting their third. And so (laughs) I've observed a lot of people change life seasons, and I've had to kind of figure out how to maintain those friendships and one of the sweetest ways is, like, by babysitting a kid yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, I mean that is a huge gift do you want to go to the park and hang out or, with yeah. your three-year-old or you <laughs> know, like, can, I, can come I come over during
1: nap time <laughs> yes,
2: literally <laughs> can yeah I'm jump on the trampoline I don't know, <laughs> <I don't>
1: know. <laughs> no, those no, it's of real.
2: things and that has been a really really cool thing um I think what's challenging about it is just that yeah, the energy that it requires and mm-hmm. if you aren't naturally drawn to spending time with people i could see how especially with working from home the majority mm-hmm. of the time how I could go days without seeing a soul and it would be very easy to right. do. Like yeah. I could hole up in my house. I could, you know, do stuff outside, I could do stuff inside. I could work all day. I could have events I'm doing in the evening mm-hmm. or not events, but I guess like projects at my house or watch a movie. <laughs> events. Events
1: <laughs> by myself. <laughs> Solo events.
2: Sometimes those too, like gardening. That's kind of real an <laughs> event. <laughs> event today (laughs) yeah i've got some events this evening (laughs) that i have to attend to to water my plants it's
1: me watching New girl (laughs) me making a recipe by myself the whole event (laughs) moving on from my events
2: (laughs) my solo event Um, i think my point in saying all of that is that it would be so easy for Mm -hmm. me to be isolated if i didn't choose Mm -hmm. to have you know actual social <laughs> events that I do attend
1: real, so, event. real
2: events <laughs> um so I think that's like one of the biggest challenges what do you think Tay?
1: Yeah um I think when I was thinking about that question um I think I think more of the advantages of singleness probably than challenges mostly probably because like you were saying that I've been we've both been single most of our adult life and moving to a new city, mm-hmm. and building community. So all I've ever known is building community as a single person. I think if I had dated someone really seriously and then yeah went back to single life, quote-unquote, then maybe I would feel a lot more of the loneliness or mm-hmm. like lack of compa- companionship. There are certain times, though, when I do feel that, like when I was, when you're moving I, whenever I move I'm almost like I Me just too. don't want to do this alone <laughs> uh, yeah. like I wish there was someone to Physically do the heavy lifting for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or like make it so I didn't have to take twelve trips in the car. Right. Very fair. Um, the things you don't want to ask yeah. friends to do anymore. Because yeah. we've all done
2: it for each other about fifteen times. Exactly. Oh, yeah. We've all moved every year
1: or something like that. But
0: yeah, when y'all showed up, Christian was literally like pushing boxes across the floor. <laughs> yeah. So
2: it's it's an um, advantage. Yeah. I will yes.
0: for sure say that. That's true. Yeah.
2: That's true. You're doing a podcast, he's packing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was like, don't make too much noise at the
1: Don't bother me with your packing. (laughs) With your hard work for our family. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. (laughs) But I think I do think of uh, singleness primarily as an advantage of like what you were saying—the resource of time. I just Mm -hmm. think the ability, kind of, in two different ways of like we have the flexibility to be able to approach life with. Our friends who are in different life stages with way more flexibility, mm-hmm. we can come over for dinner and stay after they put the kids down for bed right. to hang out. Or we can babysit and totally be a gift to them. And then with our with other single friends, it's just so much easier to hang out because you don't have a commitment to another person. And so right. you just are able to spend your time, I think, a lot. You're really honestly able to be a lot more selfish because you can spend your time For yourself. Or you can serve other people with it. I don't know. But. Yeah. I don't
0: know. No, that's good. I think that's really true. I think it's really easy for me to be more apathetic in like serving other friends if I'm being like completely honest with myself. It's it's easier for me to just like want to hang out in the comfort of my own home with my own husband and cook dinner or do the things that we do rather than, you know, kind of put in the hard work to, like, go make time to sit at the park with so-and-so and and their kid, or whatever, Mm -hmm. just because, like, I have built-in socialization at home. I don't, like, have to leave my house to get it sometimes, Sure. and I think it's really, it kind of pushes you, um, singleness does, to find connection and socialization outside of your home, Mm -hmm. and I think that's such strong habits to establish before you get married someday Mm -hmm. because that connection just with your husband just isn't enough obviously and we were made to serve one another and love one another and just be a part of each other's lives in like the random moments like hanging out at the park or (laughs) hanging out on the trampoline and all the things we were talking about and it's easy to be selfish in that way when you're married Mm -hmm. um So I think it's cool to hear about all the advantages that I feel like I, you know, can see from my married person perspective, but it's been really, like,
2: you know, validated by what yeah. you said.
0: Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah.
2: yeah. But I also could see, like, for people who are listening to this that maybe are single and, you know, struggling with that or mm-hmm. feeling lonely, like, this, it's a really big leap to make decisions to spend your time in that way. Yeah. Like, that's not totally. something that... I would even say it's innate to me. Would you say it's innate to you? No, no. I <laughs> think... That makes me feel better. It's not no, innate to me. No. It's, I don't I know think... if that's anyone's tendency. No. Yeah. It,
1: it's a very conscious choice. And yeah. you probably would say the same thing too, Kirsten. Like, I've, I went through, or I go through seasons of saying mm-hmm. I'm really good about being proactive with my schedule and seeing married friends, single friends, whoever. Yeah. And then there are seasons where I start feeling like, do I have any friends at all? Like just any, And I know that I have friends. I have so many great friends, but mm-hmm. so easy to not be thoughtful about your schedule mm-hmm. and then let yourself get to a place of, I'm so lonely. I feel wrong for hanging out alone at my house on Friday night and having yeah. no plans. And mm-hmm. am I weird for doing that? Am I wrong for that? And so, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Definitely. Yeah, and I think like I'm wildly different than I was even like five or six years ago. And I think if, you know we fast forwarded six years ago and you were asking me these same questions my answers would be really different because right. I was really lonely and I was like yes having totally. a really hard time building community and mm-hmm. didn't have that because I had just moved to the city where I had a f- you know a few family members out here but that was basically the only people I knew yeah and so I think my answers would look different in that I would say like I have no idea where to even begin mm-hmm. and so you know that's so true <laughs> it takes years of developing and practicing habits and that's where I think like sacrifice and service are really like core components of being a person that lives well in singleness um, yeah but it yeah I think even as I was thinking about this question I was like it's really neat to look back and see that change that in growth that's occurred mm-hmm. I yeah. would say in both of us yes, of totally. how we like process that and that that can like be true of anyone mm-hmm. who feels stuck because yeah <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. yes. yeah what do you feel like has has matured or what perspectives have changed from these times where you felt a lot more lonely and had to establish community what's changed from then to now that's just made you
2: way more involved with your community mm-hmm. well I don't think this is like unique to singleness but because mm-hmm. I think this is what your whole podcast is about but yeah College, your friends are built for you, and so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think like if you're dating or married, coming out of college, then you have a transition buddy or like exit buddy. What's that yeah. from? <laughs> <My name's laughs> up, Finding finding you. You have Do your, guy, guy your exit, exit buddy. Yeah. yeah. And so if you're dating or married or whatever, you have your exit buddy, which makes the transition. There's just a security there, and yeah. so. Um, yeah, I think, like, not having that creates challenges in and of itself. And mm-hmm. so um, I don't think that's unique to me, though. I no. think that's just yeah. common, that you're having to learn how to, like, engage that on your own versus right. having it given to you through the norm or through classes or mm-hmm. sororities or whatnot. Yeah, yeah very, Absolutely. very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I think... This might be jumping ahead to another question, because it's just very practical advice that someone gave me, Mm -hmm. but I think the single most helpful thing of changing my perspective of feeling what you were saying, Kirsten, of saying, like, where do I even start? Like, how do I move to a new city and make friends with people when I actually know no one? Yeah, you're totally Um, alone. You're totally alone. and. The thing that changed the game for me, because I could meet people and you can make mutual connections and you can go here or go there to join community things, but finding people that I liked and not just saying, oh, I hope we become friends, or not even just saying, oh, do you want to get coffee and we can hang out, but saying, will you be one of my very close friends? Like, will you walk through life with me deeply? Yeah. And my first... my best best friend here in Denver did ask me that question when we were when I first started living here and I was like yeah I do want to be a person who kind of goes through the depths of life with you yeah and and then kind of asking that of other people or if you're not going to ask them to walk through the depths of life with you at least saying I want to be friends with you. I'm going to put you on my close friends on Instagram. Yeah. And I'm going to just text you like you're my friend. Yeah. And I'm going to treat you like I already am close with you. Mm-hmm. And kind of choosing to skip over the... The awkward The stage. awkward get-to-know-you. Yeah. Define your friendship. But just mm-hmm. saying, like... Mm-hmm.
2: I'm, going you, I'm going
1: to make you a friend of mine. Yeah. Whether you know it or not. I love and that. And that kind of changed yeah, the that game for tip. me. I was like, I'm just going to press in with these three people and choose to be close with them and if it's reciprocated, it works. Yeah. (laughs) If they're cool with it. Yeah, yeah. If they want you in your life too.
0: Well I love that idea of like DTRs don't have to only be for like dating relationships. Oh my gosh, yeah. I think that's really, really wise to just like set some sort of expectations from, you know, an earlier Mm -hmm. stage and you don't have to force yourself to go through these weird stages of questioning, like what is this friendship? What do I mean to them? What do they mean to me?
1: Mm-hmm. You can just
0: state your expectations and be like, this is what I'd love to have out of this friendship. How yeah. do you feel about that? Yeah. And I don't know, maybe someone has made that seem weird in my life, but, like, it's it's definitely not. Like, I would love if someone approached me with that question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. Good. I think it does feel weird. It feels weird to say it, like, you know, how we're saying it now. Yeah. But to say, just thinking about when a friend, um, like, you think, oh, should I ask about that? Is that too personal? Like, if Mm -hmm. I'm asking you a question, Tori, Mm -hmm. or if I'm saying, or if you're going through a really hard time and me thinking, well, that's probably kind of private for her, but if we were to say, we want to be really close friends and Mm -hmm. be able to share those things, then it would kind of, it alleviates the question of, is that okay for me to ask about, or can I show up at her house with ice cream when she's having a bad day or bring right. her coffee and mm-hmm. be able to just come and sit on the couch and knock on the door because mm-hmm. um, we kind of have already, like, lifted that boundary. Yeah. It opens yeah. the
0: door for you to just yeah. act as a truer friend or, yeah, you know, totally. deeper friend.
2: Explore the friendship in a different way. All yeah. that good stuff. I yeah. think most people probably want that, and so I, yeah. I think if, like, I just assume that, Mm-hmm. I'm, like, if I just decide in my mind whether that person has, like, agreed to it because I've asked. Yeah. If I just assume that and I'm, like, I'm just going to show up with ice cream, would mm-hmm. anybody really be that
1: upset about that? Everybody wants are, somebody to show are. up at their house with ice cream <laughs> when they're upset. Yeah. If they don't, they probably have... They got problems. Or like
2: helping pack your stuff to move. Like yeah. if somebody just showed up and was like, mm-hmm. "Hey, I wanted to bring you dinner because I know that this is a crazy time." Yeah, come on in. That that creates really close friends very yeah. quickly. Like yeah. you, yeah, it just happens because it's assumed. And so if you don't leave mm-hmm. room for questions, I don't feel like the other person will either. You
1: know? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I mean, who it's knows? Good. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's worth a try. Worth a shot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> As well. Because- Right. You don't have any friends
0: for <laughs> the shot. Uh, no, that is a really good way to like kind of expedite the closeness of a friendship, like yeah. acting on those little opportunities to serve and just be there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. hard moments or even fun moments, mm-hmm. celebrations. And oh stuff. yeah, it's all good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what do you guys wish that married couples knew or believed about single adults that they seem to not? <laughs>
1: My thought with that is that if you are married and you have kids, um, that we don't care if your life is put together for Mm -hmm. you to come in, to be invited in. Like, Mm -hmm. I want to come over when your kid is crawling over you and you feel distracted, Mm -hmm. um, and we don't get to have an amazing conversation because it's craziness in your house and it's messy and whatever. I don't really care. I just want to still be able to show up and be your friend and get quality time with you. Mm -hmm. And then if you, and be a part of your family and know your husband or whoever and come over for dinner and yeah, like I said, it can be messy and doesn't have to be perfect. Then if you don't have kids, that something that I really wish, and this might just be a personal thing, um, but to still be able to get time with, my, my like girlfriend in the marriage, and not have to just be hang out with the couple all the time. Oh yeah, and no maybe, one
0: likes being a permanent third wheel. Yeah, I don't. Yeah,
1: and I think I've seen some friends, maybe just l- trying to learn the balance of marriage, and I only hang out with them as a couple now. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, and you just kind of want quality girl time sometimes, and or maybe. You, it could be vice versa. You only hang out with a girl and you don't really get to know them together mm-hmm. as a spouse. And so right. I would guess I would just ask for kind of an awareness of balance with that. And
0: Yeah, no, that's good. Okay. I tend to, like, keep, like, Christian away from my friendships. Not purposefully, but I tend to just, like, not think that people want to hang out with the two of us together. That, like, if a girlfriend mm-hmm. wants to hang out, they want girl time. Yeah. That's really good stuff to think on that, yeah. like... If they like me, they probably somewhat like my husband. Oh, so, totally. You know, yeah. we can all hang out and we can all, you know, they can enjoy my husband's company too. Totally.
1: Yeah. I think I've, at least I always want both. Mm-hmm. I want a balance me both. Me too. Mm-hmm. So I want to know, part of knowing you deeply is knowing you and your husband and knowing your marriage and right. Uh, getting to be a part of that. Like that's such a gift. Yeah. And, but also I want to have my own time with you. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I would ask for that's good yeah I was gonna
2: say similar but sort of different I think like you're talking about deep quality like intentional time where it's like what's actually going on with you yeah and I found that most of my married friends okay this is an assumption I'm making an assumption on them based off of an assumption I think they have about me. Does that make sense? No, oh, this is a train of
1: assumptions. <laughs> you are feeling perceived a certain way.
2: Yes. Okay, that was, yeah, that was clear. Um, I feel like people, my married friends or friends with kids think I don't want to tag along to whatever is going on in their lives because yeah. it's just couples mm-hmm. or because it's just families. And actually, it's more hurtful to me to feel not included generally. Yeah. (laughs) That's so so fair. I think I've talked to you about this before, Tori, where I'm like, if you and, you know, all of your friends that are couple friends are going to do something fun i probably enjoy what you guys are doing too yeah. and i don't feel weird about attending as the single person i no. feel weirder by not being invited because yeah i'm the single person. yeah by being
0: automatically like excluded, excluded. Mm-hmm. i mean yeah. that's what it is it's exclusion right yeah
2: which is really hurtful yeah and same thing with families because it also makes me feel like people might not think that i like love being around their kids too which mm-hmm. i do love mm-hmm. being around their kids mm-hmm. um so that was one of my thoughts and then the second thought that I had um that I wish my married or my married friends with kids knew and I think this comes from an experience that I had whenever I first moved here of generally married people um feeling being thought of as like more committed or more stable I guess the people who would be around long term Mm -hmm. therefore Mm -hmm. they were like more trusted or relied upon for various, like, things within the context of the church. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to be like, yeah, and I didn't know if I was going to be here long term. I was here for grad school, so fair assumption that people thought I was leaving after three years, I did too. Um, And here I am, while a ton of other people have left. And so... um, And couples and families. Couples and families. Primarily couples and families. Yeah, People Mm -hmm. who are starting families wanting to live closer to their families Mm -hmm. for that extra support which is completely understandable Mm -hmm. but um I think that you know we're all Christians here the three of us are and so Mm -hmm. I feel like I can talk about this openly but um like I follow Jesus and want to live my life in such a way that I'm committed to a place because I care about like seeing the mission of God go forward in a Mm -hmm. place Mm -hmm. and that's why I live here it's not because the mountains are cool or because I love skiing or because Denver is just a fun city which all of those things are true yeah but I live here for way beyond that and it's because I care deeply about this place and what God's doing here um so I think that I'm I'm more committed to this place because of that. I'm not more committed to this place because I'm stable because I have a husband or yeah, because I have a family yeah. here, mm-hmm. um, which it probably, I don't know, you could speak to the story, but it might be easier with the husband. It might be easier with the family. But I've observed a lot of heartache happen for my married friends and for mm-hmm. my friends with kiddos. And so mm-hmm. I think it's just a tough, Denver is a really uniquely tough city to live in and um, I to to kind of wrap up my thoughts here about what I would want for my married friends to know um, is that like single people can be just as faithful and just as committed yeah as couples and families um and yeah. that they aren't just flaky looking for on the fly activities to do because yeah. they don't have any commitments like there are some of us that care deeply about being committed
1: yeah yeah Kirsten I feel like I definitely agree with you in that and. Something It's easy for me to get fired up about that, specifically in the church, too, of just thinking about um, trusting single people and thinking that, you know, they shouldn't be given positions of leadership. Because, mm-hmm. one, I think um, a lot of people are looking for commitment. It doesn't—maybe mm-hmm. we think that it should— feels like in our heart maybe it should be filled with another person but people just want to be committed to a community and Mm -hmm. to um like care for people together as a church um and that can come out in a lot of other ways it doesn't have to come out in specifically a dating relationship or marriage and and if people don't think that single people should be trusted with authority then they need to remember that the half of the, more than half of the New Testament was written by someone who is single and Jesus was single his entire <laughs> life. And so if you're going to say that those people shouldn't, like you don't want to go to a community group that's led by just a single person or mm-hmm. you don't think that a single person should be given leadership in mm-hmm. whichever way then mm-hmm. you probably need to read your Bible differently but... <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't really know. Good. I just like, I think that Maybe sometimes single people, if they are flaky, and, you know, we've t- you kind of mentioned how Denver is very transient. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The average time of living here is, what, 18 months or three years or something? Yeah, hardly. All different seems. stats, but <laughs> um, quick turnaround time. But maybe we just need to give people more opportunities to, yeah. like, be committed or coach people into commitment or show them how commitment, how important commitment and leadership is. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, I agree with you on that. That's so
0: good. I mean, I don't know hardly any single people in Denver that aren't committed to the things that they're invested in or Mm -hmm. the communities Mm -hmm. that they're a part of or whatever. Mm -hmm. Part of it's probably just because they have, you know, free time or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, like, y'all are just humans, too, who desire to be committed to things that you care about. Yeah. So I'm glad that you guys, you know, brought up, that topic, because it takes hearing those things to have compassion and to mm. want to make a change about that.
1: No, yeah, Tori, I I agree, and I think um, that kind of ties back with what we were talking about with friendship DTRs, mm-hmm. and, you know, that's committing to a singular friendship, and if you're struggling with community, you're feeling lonely and not seen as a single person, that i kirsten and i would probably say the same thing commitment to choosing a community choosing a group of people mm-hmm. wherever it is and saying i want to be a part of this and having a dtr with yourself and saying okay this might be this church this group of people who play softball every tuesday this whatever group of co-workers who go and get drinks after work uh might be imperfect but i am going to choose to be a part of it um uh, kind of despite its flaws, it's been like saving grace for me in singleness of saying yeah. commitment over perfection or commitment over wanting to be sought after or mm-hmm. yeah, seen without me putting in the work. Like it just requires, same way a relationship requires work, commitment requires work and mm-hmm. to a community as a single person, so. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow, such good stuff, guys. I'm glad I asked that question. <laughs> um, I think it's always good to just hear hear the answer to that question. Essentially, like hear what you guys wish people knew, because you know assumptions are so easy to make, mm-hmm. and it's it's when you ask these harder questions that you find out things that you really need to know. <laughs> so it's
2: yeah, a thought. fun question to answer in this context because it's not like like if it, none of my married friends are asking me this you know and it's I think anybody whether it's vice versa like I think it would probably make my married friends feel so loved for me be like what's one thing you want me to know mm-hmm. as a single person mm-hmm. of like that you yeah. feel like I don't know or I'm just not getting to help us like understand each other better mm-hmm. right um just to like be able to communicate like there's been so many times where I just want to be like hey like let's, I got
1: <laughs> yeah. you guys can't me the on
2: microphone the <laughs> literally I'm can't like waving it. my arms yeah I'm like she's on a roller coaster <laughs> yeah literally um and so I think it's a fun question to answer because mm-hmm. everybody just wants to feel heard and so yeah that's. thanks for, sure. for asking it because I I think anybody who's probably listening is like Yeah, that's helpful to know. And also, like, I would love to express my thoughts back to you about what it's like for me being in friendship (laughs) with a single person and what my frustrations are, what my experiences are, because we all are making assumptions about what other people are assuming about us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, don't be
0: afraid to ask your friends what do you wish I knew about fill in the blank? Because it's really valuable, obviously.
1: Yeah, that's my takeaway from this combo. I've got
2: some combos I want to have after
1: this combo. Yeah, seriously.
2: (laughs) There we go.
0: (laughs) Well, that was all great. Thank you guys so much for answering that with just straight-up honesty like I asked. Um, I'd love to hear some more honesty here in in this uh, question that I have. Um, what advice would you give to someone who's in their adult life and just feeling very discontent in their singleness? They're not at a Mm -hmm. place of peace about it. Um, They just wish they were dating or they wish that they were married. Yeah. What Mm -hmm. would you say?
2: Keeks. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I feel like Taylor and I both kind of alluded to this at the beginning, but we both are pretty content with where we're at right now. And so in my mind, I'm trying to like, you know, think backwards, but also think forward, knowing that, like, there's likely going to be days in the, in the near future <laughs> where I probably feel really discontent. Oh, absolutely. And how I kind of, like, manage those emotions and thoughts and, um, you know, got a little bit of a counselor background. And so my, like, <laughs> initial reaction is, like, that is an okay place to be and it's not an okay place to stay. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, that feeling can exist while action still is taking place. So you can That's feel good. lonely. You can feel sad. And you can reach out to people, you can feel lonely, you can feel sad, you can feel discontent and you can be involved in a community. Like mm-hmm. both those things can coexist. It doesn't have to be that you feel lonely. Therefore you spend, you know, three or four days by yourself down in the dumps. Um, mm-hmm. Because it is a valid feeling. And I think, you know, I grew up in the South and um, the the primary goal that I understood not because I don't think I don't think anybody taught me this I think it was just assumed from the culture was that the goal for women was to be stay-at-home moms with their kids and so that's been my dream my entire life Mm -hmm. Um, and the thing that I aspire to and I've had many moments where I graduate college I'm like well I'm not married so what do I do next I guess I'll just go to grad school and then I go to grad school and then I still not married by the time I finish grad school, and I'm like, okay, so now I gotta, like, get a job and stuff, you know, (laughs) and I'm, like, three years into my job, and I'm, like, okay, and I'm still not married, and so, like, where does this leave me, what is this, you know, what Mm -hmm. does that mean for me, and so um, I have plenty of moments frequently where I'm, like, who am I, and, like, what am Mm -hmm. I pursuing, because that is such a thing that you can't create or force for yourself, like, you could pursue a career you want and do what you need to to get there, but I can't, force marriage. <laughs> be very weird. Yeah. Um, you can't just create your husband out of thin air. <laughs> right. Right and, and so, um, I think like allowing yourself to fully engage with what that feels like because if you ignore those emotions then you're you're just stunting yeah yourself and you're not being real or honest with um what your actual experiences are. But I read a quote one time by John Piper that I'm probably about to botch, so I'm just going to go for it. Sorry, John. Sorry, John. <laughs> if you're listening,
1: John. <laughs> Mr. Piper? Mr. Piper, is that you? <laughs> He's definitely listening to this podcast. Absolutely. But
2: yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, but the quote said, you know, um, if you're sad about your life or if you feel bummed out that was not his language that's my <laughs> that's my little spin-off it. um about your life if you feel sad about your life um grieve over it like feel sad cry about it for a day wash your face get back to life mm. and I just feel like that's so helpful because it's it's one it's one area of your life that feels hard and still you can you have responsibilities that you need to attend to so like Give it that proper compartment where it's Mm -hmm. like it deserves this amount of attention and energy, and still, I have to do I have to go to work today, or Mm -hmm. and still, I have to go to school today, or whatever the commitment is. And so, letting that be true while you still um, go about your day to day tasks, I think, is just really helpful. It's like you don't have to stay there, you aren't stuck there, right?
0: Yeah, and that's not insensitive, like at all. It's validating, you know, your Mm -hmm. feelings in the moment in the day, the time that you need recognizing that like it's healthy and there is goodness and still being committed to the things around you um, and just giving those things time and energy it's, yeah. it's good for you to kind of get out of a place of just you know sadness about the situation that
2: you're in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and sometimes it's just low-key always there like sometimes the feeling is just sustained in a very background type of way and I have waves where it just hits me. That's just the way that I process. I'm not good at, like, acknowledging the little things as they're occurring, but I feel Mm -hmm. like I have breakdowns, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. And I had one probably a month ago where I was like, I am just deeply discontent with my life because of this. Like, there are things that I desire that... I feel like my life's getting away from me. I'm 28, and I haven't, you know, I don't have a family. Am I going to be 35 before I have my first kid? And then I'm going to, when my kid's 30, I'm going to be 65. Yeah. (laughs) All those thoughts. That's grandparent age, you know? Like, those fears and those thoughts. And so Mm -hmm. I just, like, let those come, and I talk to a friend, and my friends are typically, like, 28's not that old. (laughs) But we hear you, and we see you, you know? So, um I don't know. That's been my experience. But I think if I lie to myself about that not existing, I'm not doing myself or anybody else any favors.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think that's just a real part of singleness in adulthood that Mm -hmm. everybody goes through at some point, whether it's frequently or not. Like, it's a feeling that everybody feels. Sure.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you have any thoughts, Tay? Yeah. Um, I mean, I... I agree with everything you said, Kirsten. I, I definitely have had different seasons, different waves of feeling more discontent, more lonely, more, like, I want someone to move with me, or <laughs> I just want mm-hmm. companionship, or I, yeah, I want to f- feel like life is progressing. How do you progress forward in life without mm-hmm. a relationship or marriage? And I think that is like a big reorientation of. Things that we've assumed culturally over time. Mm-hmm. Um, what does it look like to be a modern woman <laughs> who does things and <laughs> like isn't modern tag a modern woman, and, but who doesn't say like marriage or relationship is everything. Is the end all be all. Is the end all be all, but also who doesn't swing the other direction and idolize her career or her freedom mm-hmm. over just the rest of her life for the people in it and stuff like that. I guess in addition, Kirsten, because I agree with everything you said, um, is for the person who's discontent in their singleness is that um, we're probably always going to feel discontent about some part of our life and that if you, yeah. And that being in a relationship isn't going to complete our identity in any way. Right. And I know that, I don't know, that can be kind of a buzzword in the church of saying like, be confident and know your own identity. But I just think about like, there's not going to be anything that supplements my wholeness, me feeling full or content or Like I'm living my best life outside of my relationship with Jesus. And so Mm I, you know, it might be maybe I could be married and have kids and wish there was more freedom in my life or more purpose in this area or I was able to get to do something. Like I just think that if we're living with this mindset of when I graduate college, I will like, I will have this freedom, and so then I will be able to be happier, or I will be more content if I have this job, or this amount of wealth, or this relationship, then, you know, we're just going to go through life looking for another stepping stone, when it's like, how do I be, I just think it's maybe a bigger question than, you know, being discontent in your singleness, it's, Mm -hmm. how do I be content in life as a whole, because the only thing I can invest in while I'm single is my own self. Um, in my community, but I can, the only thing I can control, I guess, is mm-hmm. how do I become content with myself? Cause it's the only thing I'm going to be able to take forward into another season. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, Kirsten, but I, you're just nodding your head. <laughs>
2: yeah, no, I do. And I don't want to interrupt you. No, no, no. That's question. pretty much
1: my, all I have.
2: Uh, a good friend of mine who's like also like a dad figure to me, um, said, in the context of, like, dating or marriage, like, two halves don't make a whole, two wholes make a whole. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. (laughs) And that feels like it sums up, like, what you're trying to say, where, like, pursuing wholeness is only going to serve you better now, not only now, but, like, also in the future. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In your relationship, and, like, in my mind, I'm, like, whoever I date, I hope they're also pursuing that and aren't, like, hoping that I'm going to fill in half of what they want to be, I'm like, absolutely not, I can't, you're going to be very quickly disappointed, it's a lot of pressure, yeah, (laughs) Yeah, no kidding, absolutely,
1: yeah,
0: I think that's also true, and as you were talking, Taylor, about, um, discontentment is just going to follow you around, basically, um, even after you start dating, or get married, or have kids, or whatever, you know, I was thinking about, like, I've definitely struggled with my fair share of discontentment, Mm -hmm. and I... Had the, you know, ideal get married 10 days after you graduate situation. In, in the South, that's the ideal yeah, situation. Yes. <laughs> if someone from New York is listening, they're probably like, ew. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Who are these girls? And they're like,
1: these girls are under 30. <laughs> what? But,
0: um, but, yeah, I mean, I know my discontentment a lot of times comes from, what am I doing with my career? Or, my relationship doesn't compare to so-and-so's relationship. Or, yeah. this person's on track to do these amazing things with their life what am I on track to do with in my life? Or this person's really, really good at, like, reading their Bible every day. Why do I struggle so much with that? Why do I just Mm -hmm. feel like a failure in these different areas of my life? And so that's absolutely true. I mean, that's just a sample of the many discontentments that I've experienced um, over and over again in my adult life. Um, But it's so true. Like, contentment is something that you have to learn Kind of regardless of your circumstances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it is just gonna follow you. Um mm-hmm. yeah. Even as things change in your life, even mm-hmm. as you do get married and find, you know, that specific companionship that totally you know, we look for or most look for. Um mm-hmm. so that's really, really good. That's such a good point. Um, I know we've talked about so many so much advice that you guys <laughs> have and I'm so so happy just to haven't learned so much from you guys already um would you add any sort of practical advice to someone who's single adult and they're just trying to strengthen their community or maybe just build a community to to begin with so Mm -hmm. maybe they're super lonely or maybe they've got a good group of friends but really want
2: to strengthen that bond with their friends Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah we we all are just trying to figure out the same things we're all just trying to find friends it's a very level playing field and i know that i feel like i'm wrecked with insecurity the second i walk into certain groups you know and i'm (laughs) like oh my gosh i feel like generally i know how to carry on a conversation and all of a sudden i'm being super awkward oh yeah (laughs) um but like if i can have the general mindset of like they're also probably struggling in various capacities that i'm just totally unaware with unaware with (laughs) unaware of (laughs) So if I can just, like, be normal and just try to be a good friend and just yeah. be the person that I would want them to be to me, then it's probably going to be received well. And if it's not, mm-hmm. then, like, you know, brush off your sandals and on to the
0: next, you know? Yeah, not everyone that you try me to serve it? or commit to or whatever is going to reciprocate that, and yeah. most of the time, it's not personal. It's just
2: not a friendship that I was meant to be. Yeah. yeah. It's totally cool. Totally. totally. So, like, not letting insecurity keep you from taking the first steps to That's initiate good. with people having, like, confidence that, and I hate saying finding confidence and knowing that other people are struggling, but reminding yourself that, the, like, the the playing field is level, and yeah. it's not... You're not the only one. You aren't below people. You can, you can carry on a conversation. You can yeah. invite somebody over for dinner. You can, you know, go for a walk. Anybody can do those things, and mm. so just doing it once trying it once and seeing how it goes and Mm -hmm. then letting that be your launch pad
0: yeah for sure would you add anything for single people who do all of those things you know they have um dinner dates and they they initiate a lot of things but they're just really looking to strengthen some some bonds
1: that they already have Mm -hmm. watch the bachelor with somebody
2: (laughs) That'll bring out very
1: bonding. I'm serious. The best and the worst. I read this (laughs) book by Hannah Brentcher called Come Matter Here. um, And it is amazing. I don't know if either of y'all have read it. Uh -uh. But it describes kind of her uh, early adult life, like post-grad. And she moves to a new city and she has this mental health crisis and all of this self-discovery. And it's a very difficult year. And she talks about how do I build... Com- well, this is kind of where she started with community, but yeah. um, I've even found it of making new friends even with existing community now. Watch The Bachelor. <laughs> I'm serious when I say it because you it kind of like gives these um, talking points and then mm-hmm. you can just uh, chat with it. You can like watch and chat on the side mm-hmm. and say like, oh, mm-hmm. that happened to me once or oh, that's so ridiculous. <laughs> or, um, so it's kind of a funny one, but... I actually have made probably more friends in Denver from watching The Bachelor with it than any other given activity.
2: Well,
0: that's so <laughs> good. I know people see how judgmental I truly am. Oh, <laughs> the exactly. Bachelor
1: that's is true. a dangerous
0: thing yeah, for me yeah. to invite people It's to a go. form of
1: vulnerability. It re- yeah, it <laughs>
0: is. It's
2: very, very true.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I Yeah, that's awesome.
2: I think that's, like, a good point just broadly, though, to, like, just do really common mundane things. Like, it yes. doesn't right. have to be sitting across the table from somebody having coffee. It can be, like, going to the grocery store. Like, that's, like, actually living life alongside people in the mundane. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. running errands. Like, that's something we all have to do anyway. So, yeah. yeah. How much more fun to do with a friend and
0: yeah. provide
2: opportunities for conversation. Mm-hmm. But for depth, I think what you were saying, Taylor, earlier about, like, defining your relationship was really good. Um, And also just having consistent rhythms of, like, seeing and talking to the same people on a regular basis where there's not, like, a Mm three-week gap where you haven't talked at all. But, like, having people that, you know, and my friends like that are very few and far between. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, the people that I'm, like, who who are the few people in my corner that I'm, like, they're the ones that I want advice from. That I want to, you know, share my deep dark secrets with. You know, give me your those secrets. Things, literally, I'm like, yeah. There's very few people yeah. in my life in that way, and so um, I think those have been developed by, yeah, doing mundane, staying consistent, but also one of us at some point or another had to have a very vulnerable moment where we chose to share something very uh, scary to yeah. share. Um, like I remember, um, my, my like best friend, we were having a sleepover one night and I had been like walking in sin in a very particular way. And, um, I woke up at like 3 a.m. and felt like I was going to be sick because I knew I needed to like confess to her and we were already close, but this felt like one of those moments that like felt securing to me. And she like came into the bathroom and she's like, are you okay? Is there something going on? And in the middle of the night, I like confessed all this into her. (laughs) Wow. Instantly, my uh, stomach ache went away. You know that's dramatic. It may, it may, this is yeah. This may not be the most practical advice. Like, don't do that. But <laughs> but it was a moment of just like yeah. It was really vulnerable and really raw for me to like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I it felt like I didn't really have a choice. But it it felt definitive for me that I was like, she's about to be a person that's gonna see me through this, mm-hmm. and yeah. she has in a lot of ways, and so.
0: Mm. It is hard to share stuff like that. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Really, really But hard.
2: somebody has to. Like, if you think yeah. about your friendships that are really deep like that, it's mm-hmm. like one of you at some point decided, this is the person that I'm going to share the, these things with. Yeah. Right. And then it's, it's typically reciprocated. I feel like mm-hmm. if you have that sense, then yeah. it's typically reciprocated. Yeah, I
0: don't think someone typically leaves that kind of a conversation
2: being like, glad they told me. I'm never going to tell them Great. anything. Yeah, uh uh-huh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Typically it's like, oh, we both kind of suck and yeah, both yeah. Yeah. are struggling you with things. See them and, as
1: human. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I do think, though, what you said about um, the having consistent rhythms in your life, though, even though you can't kind of curate a vulnerable moment. That's kind of have to be natural. Right. <laughs> well, you
2: know, like, that kind of yeah. just is
1: a natural thing, but things you can curate is... Your consistency with mm-hmm. people, and mm-hmm. that's when I think about how you and I became really close friends. It's mm-hmm. because we started going to um, Taco Tues or what that's is true. it? Cafe Rio. Cafe Rio's Tuesdays Tuesday, where so they have their five dollar
2: burritos. It's an amazing <laughs> it's deal. So good. Go to Cafe Rio. Sponsor us, Cafe Rio. <laughs> Can I please get a promo code <laughs> yeah. for
1: Cafe Rio? <laughs> we go every Tuesday. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you, no. you will have the best friends in the world <laughs> if you go to Cafe Rio. No, but we started having lunch together every Tuesday, Yeah, centered around a a deal. (laughs) But then... Saving money. By being able to have people, um, like, who's able to be, you know, because I'm not going to pick up the phone every week and call you and say, let me tell you this thing that I'm frustrated about at work. Or let me tell you this conflict I had with my family. But if I know I'm going to see you, it's really natural to share how my Mm -hmm. week has been going, what is frustrating to me what's upsetting me right now and so having consistent rhythms I think kind of breeds the opportunities for yeah, those vulnerable totally moments agree. because yeah. you can't you can't have that if you see a person once every two months mm-hmm. unless you're already extremely close with them so putting yeah. mm-hmm. kind of setting the structure in your life for those special friend moments to occur to I think mm-hmm. is really helpful
0: yeah consistency definitely brings about like comfort and yeah no ability yeah for sure yeah definitely provides a much better environment for growing a friendship deeper than trying to force it when you you know don't see that person super often or consistently Mm -hmm. things like that um well this has been awesome (laughs) do you guys have anything else that you would like to share
1: I feel like I've talked a lot. Yeah, I think now. I've really gotten it all out. Yeah, I am <laughs> yeah. so glad that you guys
0: have because that's exactly what I was hoping for. So um, this has been really, really good. I am so thankful to have both of you guys in my life and to have learned so much even just from this little hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's been lots of fun. And I'm glad we got to do this. So oh, thanks
1: for having us on. Yeah, this is fun. This yes. makes me excited to hear the rest of your podcasts for this season. Knowing oh, yeah. these questions, I'm like, I want to hear everybody else and all the different me stages too. answer them as well. So there's some good stuff. Yeah, it's my plug.
0: <laughs> Keep tuning in.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, all right, guys. Well, that's about it. Y'all say bye. 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 Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Let's Be Friends with Tori Segner. I hope you loved the episode and that you feel encouraged about community. If you enjoyed listening, please rate the podcast and leave a review. And don't forget to follow along on Instagram at Tori.Let'sBeFriends for updates, behind the scenes content, and the community of its own. I hope you have the best week and I will see you next time.